This week on the Stabby Road Podcast. Yeah, actually at one point in the, the grave scene where they're in that horrible graveyard, <laughs> yes. did you see the one guy with the puppet, Rottweiler, just... <laughs> they shot wide enough at one point where there's one guy with the gate just... <laughs> Brilliant. The Stabby Road Podcast is intended for mature audiences. So why are you listening? This is the Stabby Road Podcast. Hey everyone, welcome again to another episode of the Stabby Road Podcast. Uh, with me today, I'm Rob Graydon, by the way, and with me today is uh, uh, Joe Senna. Hi, I'm Joe Senna. And Sonia Harcourt. Hello. And the and theme of our show is... Give him a minute. <laughs> the theme of our show is Creepy Ass No, kids. no, no, no. Oh. It's what is our show about? Oh, our show is about uh, three uh, people from different generations watching three different generations of the same type of horror film and giving our opinions and talking about it and making zany stuff happen. I try to teach these kids. That's right. I'm never going to learn. Never going to get this correct. No. I'll write it down for you. Yes. But our but our theme for the next uh, couple of episodes, uh, we've finished uh, Village of the Damned, which you hopefully listened to last week. And this week is The Omen from 1976. Yes. Wow. Where do I start with the omen? First of uh, a, a favorite of mine uh, in terms of horror, uh, directed by Richard Donner of Superman fame and Lethal Weapon and The Goonies and a whole crapload of movies. All the right moves. Did he do all the right moves? I think he did. He did The Goonies? He did The Goonies. I did not Richard, know that. Richard Donner directed The Goonies. Yep. Quite a range. Yes. As a matter of fact, there's a Superman in-joke in there where, where, um, where Sloth wants to be Superman and he, and he pulls open the Superman thing and they actually for a brief second give the Superman theme. When oh, I, oh yeah. okay, good. Okay. Nice. Uh, yeah, same thing movies. happens in the Omen when uh, <laughs> Damien at one point yep. strips his shirt open and there's a little Superman theme. <laughs> Even though it didn't happen until two years later. But still, he, he just kind of put that out there. Yeah, that was his pitch tape. <laughs> so, so, creepy kids. So creepy ass kids are our theme for the for this month. Uh, the Omen is uh, 1976, directed by Richard Donner. It's basically the story about a, a man who is a uh, an American who is a foreign dignitary, and he uh, his wife is about to have a baby, and we find out that the baby uh, has has quote unquote passed from childbirth, passed away because of childbirth. And he he's in, in in Italy when this happens, and it happens on June sixth at six p.m. Six a.m. Six a.m. That's correct. Sorry. And um, the the dumbest way that they put the three sixes in there just <laughs> it was just I don't know. When I was a kid, I I, I found it um, you know wow how clever. Now I look it's like June sixth at six a.m. Well, there we go. That must mean he's the Antichrist. It's just. <laughs> I just thought it was it's a nice just, touch. It's yeah. just a nice so touch. So goofy. Thing, yeah. But uh, apparently at the same, roughly at the same time, another baby is born. And because Lee Remick does not, his wife Lee Remick playing uh, Catherine uh, Thorne, Gregory Peck, Peck plays Robert Thorne, uh, because she does not know it yet, he actually takes a baby that was born somewhere else in Italy and brings him and he, raises the kid as his own. The baby doesn't have a mother, so they're like, what? Right. What, what you could do. Oh, wouldn't it be wonderful? Right. <laughs> and we start to realize that this ain't no ordinary baby. <laughs> and a whole bunch of creepy-ass hijinks ensue from there, um, and we, which we will talk about. I don't want to get all the way up into it right now because yeah. we'll talk about it um, with everyone here. So let's start with – we started last time with Sony, right? Correct. Let's go with Joe. Oh. Um, yeah. Well, I uh, yes, I have seen the film. Good, it, good, it's good the the uh, the omen. There's just so much about the omen and how <laughs> my life, how my view of it, just changed from like the first day I saw it. Uh, it's so seventy six. So I was thirteen, fourteen, and um, my dad was huge into um, Nostradamus. And the book of revelations and all this kind of stuff because I, I later found out you know about my father that he was a curious thinker mm -hmm. and but so the whole book of revelations thing as a 
as a, a roadmap to how the world is going to end. My father was very much into that. For a long time, he would say, well, you know, the 13-headed dragon uh, in, in the book of Revelations, well, that's the European Union, you know, and this is going to and, – and it all started to make sense. Yeah. Right. And I really bought that shit hook, line, and sinker. And then you're watching basically the comic book version of the book of Revelations mm -hmm. unfolding on the screen. Right. And you're like, yeah, I guess this is how it works, you know. June 6th is 6 a.m. and he's going to have a tattoo on his head. And, of course, he – the scene where he's combing through the kid's hair and cutting off little snippets to find the three sixes. You know, the kid's just sleeping soundly, you know. He's he's Satan's child, and he's just, you know, <laughs> snip, snip, snip. That that scene still freaks me out. It, it, we talked during the um, Village of the Damned episode mm -hmm. about how women gave birth and men were you know, detached from it. And the women were just basically in a room just right. giving birth and the men did all the work outside and all that kind of stuff. So the whole idea of of him being approached later on, you know, Lee Remick is, you know, snoring away from an epidural or something right. like that. And uh, Gregory Peck can make that decision mm -hmm. to yeah. say, yeah, all right, fine. You know, that the, the mother does not need to know. It's like, hey, I guess the mother does not need to know. It's, it's it. That kind of stuff freak, freaks me out almost more now mm -hmm. oh, yeah. than the stuff that freaked me out back yeah. then. That was the I, first time I, I'd I seen it. to talk about that. It's, yeah. It was the first time I'd seen a decapitated head. Oh, okay. That, so, and it's a very shocking moment. It yeah. is. See what happens very quickly, and you're not quite seeing it coming. Even yeah. though it's foreshadowed, you don't right. quite, yeah. Yes. It's, it's, a, it's a silly film. It's a it's a wonderful no I'm not I'm not saying that's a bad thing it's just in retrospect this was when Gregory Peck was going through his I'll I'll take a paycheck phase mm -hmm. so I don't know if it, before or right after that it was the boys from Brazil mm -hmm. where he was playing Dr Joseph Mengele mm -hmm. and just hamming it up it's it, you know this is the man who played Atticus fucking Finch you know in To Kill a Mockingbird right. and then for a period in the seventies he was just like I'm good I'm going to go do this film Sidebar, do you know that that is actually available. On YouTube, it's like the entire movie *To Kill a Mockingbird* is apparently public domain, and you can just watch it on YouTube. Oh wow! Public domain? I know that because the corridor crew put it in the background at one point of their digital, like they had a green screen and they were doing opening presents, and they were like, just "Put on *To Kill a Mockingbird*." Oh, the who? You Which can, crew? You can do that. The corridor, the corridor crew. crew. Okay. Um, sidebar, just watch it. If yeah, you watch the effect. Yeah, you if you're into visual effects and stuff like that. I think she's talking about To Kill a Mockingbird. Both. But both. Oh, both. No, I know that. I'm yeah. looking up to see if it's if it's public. I, that's the first time I'd heard about but, it. Uh, uh, maybe they got it wrong, but they had it on in the background. Anyway. Well, the guys at Terrifier had uh, Night of the Living Dead on in the background, and I'm told to have words with those people. <laughs> I um, don't know. <laughs> I'm, I... I, I guess I can understand, like, especially because you're a recovering Catholic, why you find it all silly, but cinematography-wise, mm. Rob, I don't know if you, this film is phenomenal. It's a great movie. I yeah. gush, um, but, like, watching it this time, for the first time, you know, with a more critical eye, from the get-go, and my husband was very proud of me for noticing that, <laughs> yeah. I got really excited, um... The way they frame the opening where he's sitting on the bench and it's like through the rails overlooking. Yeah. It's foreshadowing the two rails between him. He's saying this would kill her, the, you know, not having the baby. And yeah. it's foreshadowing her beginning of her death later in the movie. Jeez. I was like, fuck right out the gate. Let's go. Yeah. I was very excited. Um, yeah. And there's just so much of that. And then the next scene, you know, the showing him the baby and the priest like basically looking over being the devil on his shoulder um telling him yeah adopt this baby he'll be yeah. doing such a wonderful thing for her um just cinematically it's amazing apparently to kill a mockingbird is um at least in dispute oh okay. i had no idea i'm just saying i just saw that video the other day and i was like huh Noted. I'm gonna go watch it. <laughs> we should we should do a, a semi riff tracks version of that. I think that would be <laughs> that would be kind of fun. Yeah. yeah. I don't think I could riff on that. that I would just be gushing about it the whole time. Yeah. It's a great movie. It is a great movie, but it'd be it'd be fun to fuck around with it. I think. Yeah. Sorry. Uh, yeah. What movie are we talking about again? The, the Omen. Omen. Right. Okay. Yeah, I took lots of notes, mostly on the cinematography. Mm. Obviously, um, is this is one of those movies that uh, kind of demonized uh, the Rottweiler. Mm -hmm. And we as a society, especially, I don't know if it's 
over the entire world, but culturally as Americans, we have a very bad habit of doing that. Yes. In the However, 70s, it was German Shepherds. Mm-hmm. Then it was Rottweilers. Well, the 90s, it was, also it was Dobermans. Do- right. well, in the 70s, it was also Dobermans, too, because there's, there's an awesome... It's The movie's I, awesome when you're 12. I know the movie you're talking about. Called The Doberman, the Doberman Gang. Squad. Oh, okay. Gang. Right. And it was a movie... Like, again, as an adult, you're like, this is not going to ever work. But as a kid, it was like so awesome, where these a gang of thieves... Uh, trained a bunch of Dobermans to rob banks. Wow. So they would go in like these small banks and like, you know, threaten to pretty much tear everybody apart. Yeah, yeah. But there'd be a note on the, and they oh. had sacks over their shoulders so the people would have to. Wow. And, and so when you're 12, you're like, that is the greatest movie I've ever seen in my life. Right. Go fuck yourself, Godfather. You know what I mean? And so. <laughs> Now you're like, what? Yeah, yeah, you're like, okay, I I wish that was a real thing. But to Sonia's point, Rottweilers, because of this movie, became popular. Yes. Like, they weren't a popular breed before this movie. Right. But what is... But they were demonized. For sure, yeah. 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 They became popular as do- be afraid of Dobermans, right. uh, be afraid of Rottweilers. Right, as guard dogs. And, yes. Yeah. But, and so then we're, we're on that road with pit bulls right now, so I'm just going to... Oh, everybody I know, pit bulls are not... I know. No, pities no, are, no, pities are gorgeous, are but love pities. Yeah. Oh, I love pitbulls. I am pitbulls a diehard, so I just wanted to throw that in because mm-hmm. I helped rescue one who was going to be put down. Good for you. She was rescued. It was one of wow. the dogs that I walked. They, they pulled her from Brooklyn Animal Care and Control the day she was going to be put down, and she's amazing. Yeah. So maybe you can debunk something for me because I had heard that one of the reasons why, and I don't remember if it's Rottweilers or Dobermans, were allegedly so it's naturally Dobermans. aggressive. No, I know what you're no going to say. It, the brain thing? Yes. Yeah. It, 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 it's 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 uh, it's not true. It's like the pit bull locking jaw thing. Not yeah. true. It's not a thing. Okay. Yeah. Uh, no, so the no, fact no, that explain the, what you're going to say because I know what well, you're going to yeah, say. Yeah. What I had heard is that the brains grew bigger than their skulls could hold, which just sounds because it's it, it, because it sounds Dobermans ridiculous. Aren't a natural, they're not a natural breed. Exactly. Okay. They were bred by the Nazis. They were bred by they the Nazis. They were bred by the Nazis, ah. and so in, in doing so, selective um, breeding. Selective yeah. breeding. You know, they they are the they are the master race of dogs. Is no, that where we're going? No, there? it's not where I was going. Okay. I was going. I was going to like the um, what's those poodle hybrid dogs? Um, oh, like a labradoodle. Yeah, they're like the labradoodles of the, <laughs> of the Third Reich. Um, <laughs> I don't think anybody was expecting that to be yeah. Specific. So, so <laughs> right, and so right, labradoodles And so, because uh, understandably there was such a, a, an animosity and hatred. Uh, and 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 justifiably so of the Nazis, mm-hmm. they then tried to then extend that extend that to, to these poor dogs yeah. who were just they're just dogs. Breeding a dog isn't going to change the top side of their skull or anything like that. Right. But it just became this old wives' tale and, and this fallacy. Mm-hmm. Thank you. Good. Yeah. Actually, I'm glad if to you hear look that. At yeah. The animal, uh, I believe, animal kennel. What is the AKC? The most naturally aggressive breed of dog is actually a Labrador. If like you're doing based on temperament, really, pit bulls score some of the highest, and Labradors are some of the most temperamental dogs. Wow! wow. So it's all bullshit. Yeah, you know, it's like any any anybody who's worked in any kind of animal industry, mm-hmm. who's a dog walker for six years, veterinarians, they will all tell you the meanest dogs are the little ones. Yeah. yeah. Oh and well, yeah. yeah. Fuck them. Yeah, it's like chihuahuas. <laughs> oh, yeah. like it's and it's again, it's not because like they are inherently more aggressive. It's they become so unbelievably anxious because people treat them like toys and accessories that they become right. they don't like to wickedly yeah. insecure. That's Interesting. Yeah. I thought it was yeah. just Napoleon syndrome. No. I mean, there's definitely a little bit of like, I think I'm a big dog, but not in mm. an aggressive way. It's it's more just like people treat them like yeah, a it's anxiety. toy. My girlfriend has like four dogs and, and Interesting. they are so insecure. Insanely so insecure. You yeah. have to give them boundaries and and discipline or they just, they haven't, they can't and then it's like, oh, look how cute they're barking and everything. It's like, no, that's that's really not healthy. You should probably work on that. Yeah. Can you imagine if the film was called the uh, uh, the uh, uh, the Dachshund uh, Gang, and it was just a bunch of Dachshunds that yeah. went into uh, exactly. <laughs> and everyone's like, well, they they can't really reach they us can't... past our ankles, so <laughs> no, but but they would slaughter. Yeah. But that's the point. They'd walk out. They covered in blood, yeah. Yeah. and it's like everyone in the bank is slaughtered <laughs> by by these. Hilarious. You don't see what, yeah. You don't see them like in the, the bank. Killer, it's like you just see them go in. The killer, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. And then they come out with load, buttloads of cash and covered in blood. Yeah. Amazing. And like all the cops are pit bulls and they're like, <laughs> yeah. Jesus Christ. All <laughs> so the cops are pit bulls. What happened here? Yeah. <laughs> I love that. 
pointing the force. Like a 1940s cartoon. Yeah. It's all, yeah. all the bulldogs. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, that was important because it's yes. it's that that film also terrified. I thought to myself, these things are just wa- walking razor blades. And they're actually mm. really dumb. Like they're big dumb dogs. Yeah. They're super sweet. Like teddy yeah. bear. Just huh? I, I love Roddy's. They're great. Yeah. Uh, so just that those were my notes for the, the most part. Oh, I did, but yeah, um, I have a question. Okay. Actually, yes. about. The, the priest uh, who tries to, you know, save Thorn and mm-hmm. gets impaled by the lightning rod. Yeah. During the autopsy, they say they find the mark of the devil on him. Yeah. So is that something that then is, because obviously Damien's just born with it, was that given to him by the devil as like a, hey, you've, you know, you've, you're going to aid in my... I, yeah, as an I anti-Christmas was, present? I think, he was, I think he was marked. Okay. And recognized it, right? Which is why when you go to his home, the he was trying. His, his home was covered in that to keep to keep those forces out yeah. and away from him long enough to, for him to get this message right. to Gregory Peck. Right. I don't know exactly how all that works. Right. That, that, but, I, it was the first time I really heard that note for yeah. some reason. I and I processed it like, oh wait, you know, Dame, it's Damien's birthmark, but on the priest, it would probably be, be the mark of the well, the mark. revelation given the mark. Yeah, yeah. It says everyone, you know, it, it, the mark of the beast. Everyone yeah. who was on his side was marked with it. it. So, yeah. um, that uh, priest, by the way, if I'm correct, Patrick Troughton, mm-hmm. uh, was second Doctor Who. Third Doctor Who? Oh, yes. Yeah. He was one of the early. Yeah, I remember he was. Doctors, yeah. I always remembered him as the Doctor Who with the with the Mo from the Three Stooges haircut. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. I'm okay, now I know which one you're talking about. <laughs> hmm? I know which one you're talking about now because of that. Yeah. 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 That, reference? that was. That's, well, that, and a lot of bad hairstyles in The Omen, too. I mean, you know, uh, yeah. what? David. Well, it was um, the 70s, right? Yeah. David, David Warner. David Warner, that, that haircut. But that, that was that was a hip London swing. I was he was gonna a, say that's like a he was a hip cut, London right? swing. I know that it just even, it, yeah. I even knew back at the time when I was fourteen. I'm like that haircut does and not belong on that head. Feathered yeah. hair. Uh, yeah. yeah. Very very uh, Charlie's Angels. Yes. Yes. Yes, yes, yes. Well, that was big back in '76. Yeah. I love it. I love Did you it. know um, David Warner kept the head prop up really? until his divorce, and his wife got it. In the divorce. Oh yeah. my God! Really? So did she put on a pike in the oh front yard? I, I don't know what she did. There is a head, head joke there. That is yeah. Diabolical. That is her. amazing. Like wow. wow, to take that. Literally from him. take your head. Wow. How? Oh my God! How the hell did his lawyer not go like? How? I. Uh, he maybe wow. wanted more money or something. Oh, like yeah, he probably like, was a probably a give and take type. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Take wow. this. It might be worth money one day. Wow. That's wow. yeah. that's wild. Well, that's, that's an crazy. interesting yet creepy. <laughs> you know. Yeah. Thank you, Super Tim Josh. <laughs> yes. It sits at home at a silver on a silver platter. Yeah. <laughs> yes. That's thank crazy. you, Super Dick Josh, and thank you, British Divorce Court, for that. Okay. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> for that little. Note. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I also want to talk about Mrs. Blaylock. Oh God, she's horrifying. Uh, she? Talk about a woman who was born to play a certain role. <laughs> yep. You know, I I don't I don't know if I don't know of any movie other movie that she's been in. She could very well be in a bunch of movies. Was it Josie something? Her, her name is uh, Billy White. Billy, I do. Okay. Billy White. Right. IMD being her. I'm trying. You know, okay. but she, I'm curious. The, the, the nanny. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Mrs. Blaylock. Blaylock. Yeah. The other nanny is Holly. The first. The first one who goes. It's all for you, Damien, and and what about Mrs. Whitelaw? Mrs. Blaylock. Which, Billy by the Whitelaw, way, the actor. Whitelaw. Billy Whitelaw. Billy Whitelaw. What yeah. about her? We, we just want to know if she, she was got? anything else. Yeah. Oh, she yes. Was, oh, yes. Oh, oh. She, she was in Hot Fuzz. She's one of the old ladies. Of course oh she was God, in Hot Fuzz. Oh, my God. Yeah. Of course she was. Holy yeah. shit, i got to go back and watch it now. There's <clears throat> yes. so many people in that when you when you go back and look at it. Oh, my God. That's great. Yeah. She uh, If I remember, she ran the, the, oh. she ran the little the fl- She was the florist? The florist. The florist, yeah. Holy no, no, crap. not the... Fl- no, this is... Hold on. Let me... The blonde lady. Oh, my God. Was she the florist or the? Um, I think she was the, the one. The bodega lady. The, the You're going like this. My favorite movie ever. The oh, crossword at, puzzle. The crossword puzzle. Oh, okay. Oh, that's hilarious. Wow. But other than that, she because though, she looks so less creepy than she, really she did in the in the. Uh, they must have the way they did her eye makeup. Oh my god. Must have had something yeah. to do yeah. with. Yeah, she ran the inn. Oh wow! Yeah. Holy crap! Oh, she her face filled out as she got older too. I'm sure yeah, that, yeah. That helps because yeah, she had a very. 
very intense skeletal structure. She looked like a Rottweiler. She yeah. was in she Dark Crystal. She like kind of the Crypt Keeper. Who was she in the Dark Crystal? Augra. She was Augra? Yeah. Holy crap. I don't remember that one too. Oh, Augra's the, she was the Yoda of the... Oh, uh, oh okay. She was, gr- she was like grumpy Yoda. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I remember yeah. that one. Oh. oh, man, I gotta rewatch that yeah. now. She, and she was missing an eye. A lot of British TV. I'm sure. That makes sense. I'm sure. But yeah, she's absolutely unsettling. Yeah. Really, I mean, just absolutely creepy whenever you see her. I'm still surprised that, you know, if this was the devil's child and the only security he had was one crazy nanny and a dog. I mean, the dog it, could supernaturally possess people to do its will. That's yeah, pretty yeah but just, I don't know. It did just, it wasn't until Omen 3 when Damien was, became um, the doctor from Jurassic Park. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, Sam, Neil. Sam Right. And, uh, you know, that suddenly the first time you actually see, you know, when he's in the canyon is addressing his troops, that there yeah. are troops there. Well, I mean, the, there's then it, the question of, like, does Damien at this age really even know what he is? Well, if you look at the second one, he's in conflict with it. Yes. Right. But in this so, one. Right. Well, he turns around at the end and smiles at the camera. Again. But while he's at with the, the present. end of the yeah. movie. Yeah. So you can argue up until this, like, they don't necessarily think he needs that much security. Yeah. No. Because even he think, doesn't yeah. know what they, he is. They also okay. probably did that not expecting a name Ogden too. Right. Yeah, that's, so that's true. Just sort of going, oh my God. That's a good exactly. point. Exactly. Yeah, I doubt they had this set up as a franchise yeah. in mind. But yeah, like, he, they probably felt like he doesn't even know what he is. So yeah. he's probably fine. You know, we'll just have... Just have these people here to keep an eye on him. Yeah. You know. And the fact that they named him Damien, you know, which in its of itself is just, you know, did why, Damien why? have a, did Damien I, have, have a connotation, connotation before no, that film? Was this the, was the film no, that I mean, did it? Because yeah, it just seems like yeah, demon, it's, it's from that Damien, that demon. Anytime somebody goes Damien, they go, oh, it's okay. from the omen. I think it came from like Greek or Latin okay. uh, for like master. Well, there is yeah. a Saint Damien. I know this because my son, as we, you know, put him through Catholic school and we were all reluctant to do it for a longer story than that. When Alex was forced to do his confirmation, he said, I'm going to take the name Damien. Uh, he didn't. We <laughs> talked him out of it. Uh, just, just for the sake of his grandparents, it's like you know they're, they're gonna die soon. Right. Just get, give them what they want, oh. you know. And, Sorry, uh, but to Sony's point, to circle back a little bit, uh, they had a really time hard time getting the dogs to perform mm. because all they wanted to do was just play and lick everything. Yes, exactly. Yeah. Talk about Rottweilers. Yeah, that that sounds that is, right. Yeah. That's that sounds why right. A, a little fun tidbit today in large budget movies, whenever you see evil dogs, mm-hmm. they actually have to CGI their tails. To stop wagging. Yes, because they're so they're so happy to please their masters once they do accomplish what they do that they just start wagging their tails. We don't yeah. deserve dogs. Oh my god. Yeah. So sorry, that makes me so happy. They're just CGI their tails. That's amazing. Oh. Yeah, actually, at one point in the the grave scene when they're in that horrible graveyard, yes. you see the one guy with the puppet Rottweiler just. <laughs> They've shot wide enough at one point where this one guy with the gate just. Yeah. <laughs> Brilliant. It's brilliant. It's like I, in their defense, this is like the 50th time I've watched this movie. Right. I just noticed it. And just but, noticing it, yeah. You know, when you're looking for stuff. But I just thought it was absolutely hysterical. Yeah. Like, yeah, they, they, they couldn't even... Uh, it's great. <laughs> that's great information, though. And that, that's that's information that needs to get out. That people Seriously. shouldn't be demonizing these dogs. Yeah. Also, you know? Uh, Gregory Peck had essentially retired at this point, And this was kind of his comeback oh. film. Oh. Which gave like legitimacy to a, the whole rest of the production. Right? Yeah, yeah, that's yeah. what. Uh, sure. That's why yeah. uh, Alec Guinness was in Star Wars. Yeah, you know they brought in, you know, right. dragged in some old respected actor to come in do a day's worth of work, and then yeah, this isn't going to be just some. And, that, and he's in it because Tashira Mufune turned it. Down. I was just about to bring that up. That's yeah. one of the greatest miscastings in all. Yeah. of I never knew this. George, George Lucas wanted Tashira Mufune to be yes. Obi Wan Kenobi. Wow. That's like yeah. someone needs to deep fake him into I, it. <laughs> I need him in that movie. Corner crew. So good. Yes. yes. Okay, seriously. Yes. Corner crew is listening. Let's do some deep yeah. faking, please. Wow. I would have wow. done anything. It means we wouldn't have had Ewan McGregor as Obi Wan, which right. sucks. But. Yeah. Can you imagine to share him with Yes, yeah. I can. Yeah, that would yeah. be amazing. Yeah. That, I mean, he's just so good. Because yeah. that was one of his. You just. It, he and Coppola. Got together to finance Kurosawa's. Was it was Ron his last film? No, they they financed Kagamusha. Kagamusha, right? Yeah, that was it. Warrior. I knew that. Yes. Right, that was it. They did finance Although one Ron, of. Ron, I think, was his last film. Ron was his yeah. last, but Kagamusha was the one they got together because, yeah. yeah. 
Oh, that would have been amazing. Oh, yeah. It would have been so good. So good. That's really cool. That's a fun tidbit. Yeah. That's nice. And also, uh, David Warner was suffering psoriasis. And um, uh, not Richard Donner. Um, Gregory Peck paid for his treatments because he, um, like, it was in Switzerland or whatever where the treatments had to be had. So he paid for him to be able to go over and, and get treated. Yeah. Oh wow. Little little nice uh, fact about. Uh, he's really Atticus Finch, you guys. Yeah, he I really know. is Atticus Finch. Yeah. He was also Joseph Mengele, but you know, <laughs> let's not forget that. No, forget that. Let's clone <laughs> Hitler. I'm gonna nice choose to Hitler remember. References. I would remember yeah, Atticus yeah, Finch. Yeah, these moments right here. Yeah. Yeah. I'm sorry. The Boys from Brazil is one of my favorite bad, you know, <laughs> Nazis are still alive <laughs> movies. David, get your treatment. <laughs> the family guy um Gregory Peck where it's like they're all just mini versions yeah, of yes. oh that's so good Dad, are we there yet are we there yet <laughs> we he's there touching yet? me he's so helpful. I will hit I, you with my ring yeah. I will I will drop Okay, here's the drop, the name dropping part, but it's sort of peripheral. It's just all the actors on Star Trek: The Next Generation used to do dueling Gregory Pecks. Oh my god! I can see that. So you had Michael Dorn and Brent Spiner, just the two of them doing oh Gregory god. Peck all the that time, and that was always Stewart could do an easy Gregory Peck. For sure, there's not a giant leap from Patrick Stewart to Gregory. But Patrick Peck. wasn't as it's see, Michael yeah. and 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 Brent were good improv guys. Right. So. Oh my god, that's hysterical! I would give anything to watch one of those. <laughs> And us without cell phones at the time, unable to yeah. record it. Yeah. So back to the omen. <laughs> <laughs> um, I, watching it this time, and I've seen it quite a number of times. And for me, I started seeing a theme that nobody really talks about Ooh. in the omen. And that is if you remove the supernatural elements of the film, mm -hmm. this is about a family that's in denial. Oh, yeah. From the time that they lose this child and get another child, we talk about an actor having wants and needs to, to properly develop a, a character. Gregory Peck wants to bring this new child in because he needs to have this nuclear family and to keep Lee Remick's ca uh, Catherine happy mm -hmm. because he loves her and because he wants he doesn't and he doesn't want to see her hurt in any way, shape, or form. Lee Remick also wants this family now they want the two of them want these things so badly mm -hmm. that they're willing to overlook a bunch of things oh yeah you know you're just average, a couple yeah just your average family things. would probably raise a red flag once your nanny hanged herself at a party mm -hmm. at the kid's birth your child's birthday yeah. party or speaking to them yeah yeah you know or that the new nanny has didn't come from the agency you know even though she had references mm -hmm. now, here's my references they're just really, oh, okay. Yeah, and, and, well, thank it, and you. That's nice. you know, and the same thing with Gregory Peck. When the priest comes, mm. you know, he's he's in such denial and he's and he's in he's he so does not want to rock this boat of this family yeah. that he keeps throwing he calls security on the priest at first. You know, and it isn't until it isn't until Damien uh knocks her over the the edge of the balcony. Now, it's the first time I also noticed that you're you're talking about She's been hanging on to this fantasy for so long Ooh. that she, the weight of her reality hits her, hits her, oh, which causes cool. her now, now, like now visually to complete that metaphor. She is hanging on the mm -hmm. edge of the balcony. Yep. Reality is below her and the weight of gravity causes her to let go That's cool. and fall. And isn't until then, if you notice, when she goes to the hospital and she says, please don't, don't, don't let, let him, him kill me. Don't let him kill me. Don't you think and she you... was starting to suspect maybe a little oh, bit? Uh, oh, she was. Okay, she like absolutely at the, at was. The zoo, but like this the... is, right. But this is a woman who then, yeah, right. Was they're, willing they're, to just kind all, of. all, yes. And that's to, and that's, to, and that's obviously to an extreme. Yeah. You know, because the, it, the movie is about extreme things. Yeah. But when you look at it, super, not superficially, but when you look at it in terms of uh, subtext. Right. It is. They're they're all in this denial, and so many families are like this. Mm. You know, there are families who are in denial of abuse. Mm -hmm. There are families that are in denial of uh, alcoholism. There are families, that, and and and, on, and to the outside world, and this is a great thing, which is why he's this foreign dignitary because the whole world is watching him. Yeah. You know, and watching them, and so there are these airs that they have to put up. Right. 
it's it was just it was the first time when I saw this that that sort of dawned on me that that there's a real sub subtext to that that's going on. That's some serious film student shit. Yeah, just and, 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 yeah, but it isn't until she says to him, "Don't let him kill me," that he realizes that the this air of denial, uh, the person he was trying to protect from this, mm. that's gone. Yeah. And that's when he now decides to start looking into who Damien is. That's it wasn't true, before. Yeah. Before that, he didn't want to know. You know, he and he didn't want to know who Bo, Bogan Hagen was. Mm-hmm. Uh, and now and he, he goes, only actually really met, like, humored the priest when he approached him at the the rugby game. Like, yes, your wife will die unless you come. Yeah, that was the only. That was what made him go like, all right, fine. You you wanted five minutes. You've got five yeah. minutes. That and was, that, yeah. yeah, and that's when they go to they they go to the graveyard mm-hmm. and they yeah. find that um, they, they, the they jackal. Also go, they also first go to the priest who first gave him <clears> the baby. Yeah, and he's a big giant mess. Mm. Who knows what happened to him? Because he, he got caught, caught in the fire. Yeah. yeah, and he could barely move and he was able to just take a giant cram uh, right up the name of the cemetery. And uh, they go to the cemetery and that's when you realize that which again, a really disturbing image of the, the, the baby skull. skeleton. Yes. The, giant the fact that, yes, the fact that they killed the kid. And you realize that, you, you realize it wasn't an accident. The yeah. whole thing was orchestrated. Yeah. And then you see like the, I mean, God, Gregory Peck is amazing. You see that, like he was holding out a little glimmer of hope. That's that it. Maybe was if always, this was empty, yes. then my son is alive. Yeah. And that somewhere. was, and that was essentially when, when he opens it up, that was his version of the staircase. Yes. And you know, it wasn't until it opened up, and that's that that was his falling to the floor. That yeah. was his reality now that comes into play. Yeah. And there is no denial. This is now. This is this is again the metaphor of denial being uh, brought into the light, mm. and all, whatever problems a family faces being like brought out into the open. And yeah. un- uh, literally, you're right. Literally unearthing these problems. You know, and then he goes to he goes to Bogenhagen, which, by the way, is played by the great Leo McKern. God, I'm going to bring him up. Yeah, credited. Really, Leo McKern is not yeah. credited in the movie in any way, shape, or form. I don't know why. I don't know if he did it for a uh, favor or whatever. Hmm. Um, and also, by the way, um, Leo McKern and Richard Donner worked again on probably, I think, Richard Donner's most underrated film, Lady Hawk. Oh. If you've ever seen Lady Hawk. No, I haven't seen Lady Hawk. Oh, it's such a great film. <laughs> Rutger Hauer, Michelle Pfeiffer, Matthew Ooh. Broderick. It's it's another one of those films that I thought was Ooh. ridiculous at the time. Oh, and, no, and it's, it's, it's poetic but and it's, it's wonderful. It's attained legendary status. Yeah, it's, it's wonderful. If you have the time to go see Lady Hawk with an E at the end. Oh. Uh, <laughs> which I have to see. Yeah, yeah. I, I can't find anything. It, it was so funny because I went looking for it about a month and a half and I couldn't find it. I said, fuck it. I just went to Amazon and just bought the DVD. Wow, okay. Noted. Uh, I was in. A, I was. I was actually in a Rooka Howard phase because I bought that and the Hitcher. Oh my god! I love oh, that. the Hitcher. Yeah. yeah. Which we've got to talk got, about. We, we have, have to talk about in another episode. Yeah. Oh my roads. Still one of the most terrifying scenes ever. Oh god! Oh, just so quite a number of them. Uh, but Leo McCurry. I still actually double check my French fries whenever I eat at a diner. Do you really? Yes. Why? Oh, I didn't think about that. I, I was thinking of the truck to, scenes. I won't get. Oh, you know. Yeah. Uh, but I won't give spoilers to. Um, exactly. Yeah. To uh, uh, I almost said special ed Josh for some reason. <laughs> Super tech Josh. <laughs> oh, have you not seen it? <laughs> well, he was homeschooled. It's on HBO Max right now. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Although yeah. it's better to watch it on Hulu because for some weird reason, it is like shrunk in the screen on HBO. If, really? if you go to watch it, it's like tiny on the it's screen. Weird. Huh. It's like you know when you in the old days when you would get those four by threes on a DVD and yeah, and yeah. that's what it looks like on HBO. Oh, interesting. I, that's, they, that's it how recently I came to, it, so. it recently came to Hulu and it's blown out to the proper aspect, aspect ratio. ratio. Yeah. Okay. Noted. Uh, Leo McKern will always be, um, number two in the prisoner mm, for me. Yes. So yeah. that, that brilliant series, I'm, I'm sure you've see, at least heard of it, if not seen yeah. it. Mm-hmm. Cause that's, that's up your alley. I've heard of it. I haven't yeah. seen it. Uh, Again, well, British sci-fi. It, right. We, which we, we, Oddly enough, we've been praising a lot of British sci-fi and horror in the, in this uh, in on this show, mm. which um, in this it certainly deserves. Yeah. Well, great actors. You yeah. know, these yeah. are actors who know how to put themselves in unusual situations mm-hmm. and make it credible. Yeah, yeah, make it believable. Just had this conversation with somebody who said um, uh, we were talking about the Star Wars uh, prequels, and somebody said, "Why did they pick that horrible actor Hayden Christensen mm-hmm. to play Anakin Skywalker?" I said. This is my theory because if you see him in in Kenobi, you know he re- completely redeems himself. Oh yeah. Um, Actually, if you've seen him in any it, other thing, which I haven't, which, but everybody which, says that. You know, which it's the same thing when people go when people say, "Oh, George Clooney was horrible in Batman and Robin." No, George Clooney's actually an excellent actor. He was not given anything no. to, to work it with. It breaks my heart because I the think he would have been a magnificent for, Batman. Yeah. The script for 
poor Hayden. He yeah. What like who could have well, saved it's, that? It's 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 not just the script. It's Lucas as a director. Yeah. yeah. You know, in a in a big room like this, only it's all covered in green. And he's like, okay, look at that, and, and this thing's coming. And thing. right. But the British actors are trained because they're Shakespearean. Yeah. They're trained to react realistically to something that's not there. Yeah. yeah. Whereas. The method school of acting, which seems to be the predominant form of American acting, mm-hmm. the yeah. Americans don't know what the hell to do. It's very, right. film, it's very film versus theater. There's yeah. two yes, different absolutely. kinds of acting. And, and it's not everybody can do both. Yeah. And Carrie Fisher famously said, you know, George, you can write the stuff, you can't say it. Yeah. You know? Love yeah. it. Love it. Yeah. You know, and the Brits also, when it comes to, we talk about sci-fi and things like that, uh, have such an easier time using exposition like as di- dialogue is exposition because yeah. they because no matter how long and banal it might be they have the, because they have the, the theatrical training they it's like delivering a soliloquy so, well. yeah. so much of that happens in Village of the Damned which we actually never spoke about they, they, the most of the action that happens happens off screen this is true and it's just someone yeah. talking about yeah. about it but it's still compelling to watch it is yeah you know because they are such good actors and they are and they and they understand the concept of you know, because Village of Dan, even though it was like we said it was a three hundred twenty thousand dollar movie, not not enough big enough budget to show all the stuff that happens right, in China right. and and Alaska. But I mean, that it, you was know, yeah. a striking scene. You were, yeah. like the way they delivered it, you you were engrossed, and yeah. Yeah, it really is that. Like they understand the importance of it's not just this is a throwaway part. I feel like that kind of tends to happen sometimes. Yeah. With American exposition, it's like we just need to do this to. And they're like, no, this is important. This is just as important as every other right. scene in the movie. And yeah. that's how they treat it. Yeah, and that's yeah. why, you know, in The Omen, when Leo McCurran <laughs> gives him the daggers, it's such a heavy scene. Yeah. It's so well done because so much of it is is McCurran's performance in that it is, scene. Yeah, explaining everything. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, it's one of the few scenes in the movie where Peck isn't dominating the scene. Yeah. Because, you know, because McCurran is just so fucking good. Actually, I, I would, the, the, um, the photographer too. Whenever the mm-hmm. two of them are together, he's fantastic. He's the one, too. right? David Warner, the great David of, Warner. Yeah. Especially in the 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 scene where they're in the priest's room, I feel like he dominates that scene, mm-hmm. which is yeah, not easy to do to kind of outshine Gregory right. Peck. But mm-hmm. they're just all such amazing actors right. that they well, they sell the they sell the silly concept of the film. They do. They you really know, which in it. retrospect, like, it's yeah. just a. It's such a uh, the reason why I say it's silly and, and and it's nothing compared to the silliness that came out of the Christian film industry when they did all those awful left behind movies. Okay, can we which, just for a second, but for some odd reason, uh, <clears throat> Super Dick Josh, Super Dick Jake, and I have been on scouring Tubi and watching these crazy ass Christian faith Probably movies. I love it. You got to invite so, me over because I eat that shit up. Oh, we watched. It. We watched. So what was it called? Christian Saw. It was, oh, yeah, it yeah. Was, do, we, oh, do we talk about this? You, we Christian Saw? But not the, um, on the podcast. Oh, yeah. It's, no, no, it's called The, the, the Reconciler. The Reconciler. It's so bad and it's oh, good. Yeah, it's, it's so yeah, bad it's, good. It's, it's, it sounds amazing. It's just pure just, propaganda, uh, but it's amazing. Yeah. It's so good. Oh, yes, it. it's Christastic. <laughs> I mean, it really is. I, I, I strongly recommend The Reconciler. It's, okay. The Reconciler, like yeah. But it's Saw. It's a Christian Saw movie. It's a thing. It's Saw. Instead of oh you're Traps. gonna you're gonna get trapped and you have to go through pain because you don't appreciate right. life, it's two people who hate each other are trapped in a room and they have to reconcile. reconcile. Oh my god! Yeah, yeah. Okay. <laughs> Joe has questions. But Asshole. there, 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 there are several gruesome murders. I hope in no, that not film. No, not, not at all. So then, not how one. is it Christian saw? Is it just two because people? It, who... Because there's there's a, a guy wakes up in the trapped room. And then they, he discovers that there are two other people in the room, oh and then, and then from there, that's the saw part because from there. Oh, that's some there. bullshit right there oh, yeah. because you know it, it's it's no, there's it's, no there's no, there's oh, no Christian oh, then, decapitation, there's oh. no Christian bear traps, there's no, no Christian. No, because it, it, this yeah. is what I loved about the Left Behind films is because it almost feels like somebody it had a, it had a Christian saw esque twist at the end. Oh, okay. yeah. fine, yeah. but the Left Behind films at least knew they were. They were the Jesus branded version of the stand. Yeah, yeah. You know, oh, it yes, was. So it was. It. It took all the the silliness that I talked about about you know, look, taking the Book of Revelations literally and things like that. And yeah. and there was a ton of that, if you recall, just before the year two thousand. Yeah. You know, the last couple of years uh, of the nineties, mm. 
there was that whole, you know, well, 2000 happens, we're all going to die because, right. you know, the, the clock's going to change. Y2K. Yeah. You know, wow, my dad. How many people listening might not get that reference yeah. at this point? Well, I get the reference, but I was literally only a month old. Yeah. Well, the beauty of it is my dad got some revenge on the phone company that fired him <laughs> right. unceremoniously 20 years earlier because everyone was so. For, okay. Very quick thing about Y2K. Yeah, no, Y2K was a fear that nobody who invented anything digital took into account the fact that after the year 1999 turns over, it would go to zeros. So everybody had to retrofit everything to have the four. That's why when you fill out anything with a credit card, they ask you for the four digits of the year. Yeah. Now, the phone company, uh, uh, the Verizon, the various other phone companies wound up in a panic. So they hired all these oldsters to go back and reprogram some of, you know, the older machines wow. and retrofit them. And they got paid handsomely. Nice. And they knew that it was all bullshit yes. so they were like yeah sure we'll help you out with this stuff that's great oh my god i love it so. yeah just the panic of the year 2000 yes that which was a film panic in the year 2000 yeah. uh which was a ray Milan film oh I know that. that's okay we all know it's been purely uphill since 2000 <laughs> <laughs> no, god, nothing bad happened no, it was great. just smooth yeah. sailing yep oh my god yep. Where are we going with that? So, so the idea that so for there were films like Schwarzenegger did uh, was it End of Days? Mm -hmm. Yes. Um, and there were all of these films. Uh, Johnny Depp did Ninth Gate. Yes. yes. Has anybody seen the Nicolas Cage Left Behind movie? No. He remade it, and what? I'm interested in to see it because it's Nick Cage doing Left Behind. Yeah. Yeah. Oh. Is, he, is he religious? Is he a religious person? I don't. No, I, I think, think he just got paid. Like a. That's... Like a movie. I don't oh, think right. this was like a quote-unquote religious movie. Oh, he was just left behind. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, it just he just gets paid. I have to. Have you seen that the one where he's playing himself? We uh, the just, unver- just, oh, just yesterday. We just yesterday got stars. Which yeah. has, oh, I'm dying. And, it. and we're, so we, it's it's on our wish list now. Yeah. Oh. It is. Leah Thompson's in the in the in the Nick Cage uh, left behind. Left behind. Nice. We, wow. We're gonna watch this. Really? Oh, we saw? I Wait, love John, Leah We also Thompson. saw another one with the the. The greatest chef, thespian ever, Kevin Sorbo. Oh, <laughs> oh my God, yes. like 10 Kevin Sorbo movies. Yeah, no, we saw one where it's a shame what happened to some of those guys. He was a staunch atheist oh, in the beginning. Yeah. And, and then he got hit by a car. He got hit by a car. And saw his dead kid. Oh, and saw his dead because like, oh, his kid had died. His, when his kid died, he became an atheist. Yes. And, and then, then we get hit by a car. And the whole... It's its so insane. Wow. Wait, oh, it's, let me find it's, this movie. Oh, it's just wonderful. It's, there's a whole cabal of them. Funny to use the word cabal. Uh, the, the, but uh, there's, that's going on right now with the Let Hallmark channel. The Let, there Let there be light. Let there be light. light. Yes. God. Worth checking out. Noted. Again, it so worth awful. checking out. There's, there's a whole cabal of them that have just left the Hallmark channel. Because the Hallmark Channel was starting to make romantic films where there might have been some interracial or same-sex oh. couples. Oh, my God. So you have Catherine, Catherine Burr or whatever her name was from, from Full House mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, left to join some other coded named channel, right. you know, which is really like Christian propaganda stuff. Right. Yeah. And somebody who I respect, was it Jennifer Love Hewitt or the I other one with the huge – in one. One of the huge Yabo, the one with the huge Yabos. It was. Um, also, I have not heard that. Wow. Let this be known in Let There Be Light, uh, Daniel Roebuck and Sean Hannity are in it. Yes. Okay, Daniel Sean Roebuck. Hannity plays himself. Here's yes. the thing about Daniel Roebuck. And is an executive producer, which means he probably and put up Dion some money. And Warwick's for him. in it, too. And, yeah, yes. Dion and Warwick. has a musical number. Yes. Oh, I am watching you this. You have to watch this. It's so good. It's on Tubi. It's okay. on Tubi. Oh, that's, yeah, that is a bummer, though. He'll always be Hercules, but. Mm. Yeah. But also, I always remember, yeah, which is odd too because he was also in that that Gene Roddenberry series Andromeda. Yes, and from what I understand of Gene Roddenberry, Roddenberry kind of goes against the grain of everything. Roddenberry well, here's okay. This of, is where I get to talk a little. Here's yeah. here's here comes a Forrest Gump story. Yeah. First one, of the, is this the first one of the season? It's the first when, one of the season. When, 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 yeah, Forrest Gump. Oh, we will have Hollywood. some next week. Oh yeah, yeah. for sure. When Gene Roddenberry passed, mm-hmm. Majel Roddenberry, who is now also deceased, yes. son of a gun, found all these unproduced treatments in the yep. basement, oh. you know, quote unquote. Mm-hmm. Uh, and there was a whole slew of Gene Roddenberry Presents kind of ideas out there, 
which I am convinced, and there's no evidence pro or con, but this was all just how do we just stick his name on stuff and get mm. stuff produced? Right. Because at the time, Star Trek, what, there were like 27 series of Star mm -hmm. Trek out at the same time? Yes. So it's like, where do we get a Star Trek? You know? Uh, so that's how um, William Shatner's uh, abysmal tech war yeah. became a TV series. There was Andromeda, and I think there, was, um, there were two or three other series that had the Gene Roddenberry name on it. So Gene Roddenberry and his politics and the way he looked at things didn't mean dick mm. when it came to just, wow, we got a green light for a pilot. I don't think that Kevin Sorbo gave a shit what Roddenberry thought. Yeah. Mm. He was getting paid because at the time there was no Christian film industry. The Christian film industry were the, uh, were the underground stuff they would uh, show in the church basements. Yeah, it wasn't what it yeah, is now. We should talk about Tulsa. The Omen. We should, yeah, we should, probably should talk we about The Omen. Yeah. <laughs> um, we we have no... steered a little more into Christian propaganda. Yeah, well, I mean, that was kind of <laughs> It's kind of a... Well, yeah. The Omen is oh, Christian yeah. propaganda we without... We really talked about the kids so much, I guess. Oh, okay. We should probably so, yes. talk about the kids. Harvey... Harvey Stevens. Yes. Who plays Damien. Is a creepy-ass kid. <laughs> I think he was... Uh, outside mm -hmm. of the village... I think maybe even more so than the village... He's, damned he's, kids? Because at least they went... The they, damn they, village kids? The village damn of the damn kids, when kids. they spoke, they were very, like, monotone and sort of robotic. Yeah. So it was creepy, but he's so quiet. Yeah. It's unsettling. But he was also quite manipulative, too. Yes. You know, because anytime he was in danger, then he became a little kid. Mm -hmm. You know, he would just stare at you. But, like, when when Gregory Peck is dragging him up the, 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 the church at the end and all set no to kill him, daddy, there's no, no daddy, daddy, please, please. Yeah, all of a sudden know, the little kid which, voice comes which, out. Which... Just gives him enough time, Gregory Peck, enough time to hesitate yep. mm -hmm. and the police to come in and, and shoot him. Yeah. Yep. So, yeah, same thing. He has a tantrum, his first ever, when they're taking him to church. Yes. And it's like, oh, he just he just had a bad moment. He just had a fright. But other than yeah. that, he's completely composed and just yeah. watching. And that scene has become, you know, it, 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 my son, of course, you know, as he was getting older and going mm -hmm. to Catholic school, he was like, you know... If he was, if we had to drag him to mass or something like that, and he was pissed at us, he'd, I'm just gonna pull a Damien. <laughs> I'm just, I'm just. Okay, that's kind of hilarious. Yeah. That's that's my boy. Yeah. <laughs> and, and shout I was out to. I afraid that our because we never took our kids to church. They're not baptized or anything like that. I was always afraid. Oh, so they going to hell? They yes, okay. that they would go to hell. Yeah. Jake's middle name is Beelzebub. Did I ever tell you guys that? <laughs> is it really? No. Oh. Because <laughs> I'm no. I there's a family. Um, <clears throat> and I think no, Jacob. Jacob's middle name is Lennon. Josh's middle name is Marley because it, yes, but they're they're in that particular order because we didn't want a Jacob Marley. Oh, that's funny. Yeah, that's, yeah, that's yeah. Yes. Oh, I love it. However, the I knew all this stuff like the religious stuff. The first time I went into a church, I don't know why. I literally went blind. I went blind. My vision cut out. And Are you then serious? Yeah. I I wish I could make this up. Wow. I, I got so scared because I was like, I've never been in a church before. He knows that I'm a demon. And I'm, gonna, oh. I'm, I'm now like, forever damned. You had like a maybe really, really bad anxiety attack. Yeah. That may have been. Wow. Yeah. yeah. I no, I know. I know it's all bullshit because I literally just went to a funeral recently. It was at a Catholic funeral. And yeah. I was like, the things I've done. Walking into this building. <laughs> <laughs> if I don't burst into flames right here. Please, the things that are done in the church by people who I work know, for the I church. Know, yeah, it's true. But it's just, it was funny. That, but that is, that is funny. I walked in like, mm, we're cool, we're cool. All right, cool. <laughs> One thing I did notice this time around too, like just how set, like you picture, I picture him, I guess watching it over and over again, having seen it so many times, you picture him being a more overt presence that's just horribly creepy, but he's just so contained and still. Mm -hmm. For the most part, that when he does act out, it's it absolutely out. It's jarring. terrifying. Yeah. Like even the scene, like where she's you know starting to kind of question mm -hmm. whether or not he's really hers, and he's in the fucking pool table with the yeah yeah yeah, and you're like, there's that part of the audience I'm sure that's like, oh, he's just playing. It's like, let him play. He like, no, that's not nothing about what he's no. doing is normal right no. now. It's like he's antagonizing. Also, most her. people aren't parents. Yeah. Yeah. He's just antagonizing her because he knows mm -hmm. she's starting to question him. Yeah. And it's fucking just, he's just so unsettling. Yeah. Mm. And the other thing I noticed too, um, this time out, is that all the people who die mm -hmm. 
are all the people who are on the verge of exposing Damien. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yep. A hundred percent. Except for the the nanny who obviously had to be sacrificed to right. make way for the, the right, new right. nanny. For but Mrs. yeah, Blaylock. everybody yes. else they're on their way to figuring it out. Yeah. What about that goofy music that that came up every time like the dog, you know, hypnotized? Oh no 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 no! Just the weird. Oh no, the, the Goldsmith stuff is just so good. Yeah. Great. So good. Uh, that's and, my and, only and, other uh, and, and imitated a thousand times over, yes. which yes. is yeah. obviously the sincerest form of flattery. I mean it's such True. a wonderful, the, wonderful score. It's so effective. Yeah. Yeah. I did have the pleasure of meeting Jerry Goldsmith when my wife was working on Star Trek and I oh, and wow. I told him I said the omen is one of my favorite and he said, Oh my god, that was so much fun to do. Aww. Oh I'm sure. Oh that's great. You know, I love that. So it is like you said, it's probably it was like the kind of a setting a trend really yeah. for that and everybody's tried to do it everybody's since. tried yeah no one had taken the idea of gregorian style mm-hmm. chants and making them Scary. satanic yeah because they've always and, been used for meditation exactly and so that yeah you're right so they they use the exact opposite for it mm-hmm. so the idea that they were choirs of from hell that yeah. were yes. that were you know proclaiming the day when yeah. the antichrist would come so effective <laughs> Yeah, because uh, it's it's what's what's the name of that song? Like dun 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 dun, bum 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 bum, yeah. Oh, um, oh. It's it's very very reminiscent of uh, that. You know, this is the only horror score to ever win best best horror score at the Oscars. I really? know the name. Really? Horror movies get. Oh, I know that. But oh, this yeah. is the only. Oh, Fortuna. Wow. Oh, Fortuna. That's it. That it was very. You could. Jerry Goldsmith, I'm sure, had some level of inspiration oh, for from that. Oh, for sure. Yeah. For sure. Yeah, that was, yeah, that was, I was like, no, it's not Lacrimosa. Shit, what is it? Not Lacrimosa. Lacrimosa. By the way, you know, look up the, uh, the. A, a haunting, it, I was being serious. Oh, oh. okay. Oh, I, 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 I thought was, it was. Like, making a, it up? No, yes. that's a real score. That's the, like the. That one, it's like, oh, but okay. it's more Catholic. Right, 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 right. Yeah, that one's um, used a lot too, but it's it doesn't have the same sort of like negative. Mm-hmm. Are you okay, Christine? You sang. <laughs> that was me faking being. That was me imitating sopranos. That Whatever. Was... I'm sorry, my heart skipped a beat. <laughs> yeah. I'm very insecure about my voice. I, uh, I for no reason. <laughs> Yeah, I thought when you said La Cremosa, I was thinking the the the, the brand that you find in the bodegas. Um, of... Yeah, no, there's the, the La Cremosa. It's that one. Keep going. No, oh god. Okay. Anyway, the this is I think probably a fact that everybody knows. It's not that much of a fun fact. With the very last shot of the film, mm-hmm. the director told him. I need you to be super serious. Like, you better, this is good. Like, give me a mean, mean face. And that's when he gives him that, like... Little smile, yeah. That devious little... I thought that was really cute. Yeah. Like, clear the director knowing his actor, knowing mm-hmm. what to tell for him to... Yeah. Because that he, he sells it in that, yep. yeah. Oh, my God, that smile. Jesus Christ. I know. Now, he does conventions, if I'm correct. Does Harvey's, he? Yeah, sure he shows he does, up yeah. once in a while. Oh, and, nice. Yeah, you know. he's lived a relatively normal life. Yeah. You know, um... Yeah, has he really as far done as we know, a I mean, whole lot since then? As far as we know, he hasn't killed anybody. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that we know of. Yeah. Super Tech Josh, has he done anything? Murder? <laughs> movies? Any other has, movies? Has, wait, who? Was Harvey thinking. Stevens. Harvey Stevens, who plays Damien. Oh, oh, oh. Hold on a second. I was. Right, I actually fine. started prepping for Pet Cemetery. <laughs> oh. <laughs> Jumping the gun. Yeah. Yes. Uh, Harvey Steve. I'm sure he did stuff as an adult, probably. Right. Like, yeah. So, like well, some he legacy. The, he was in the. He was in the 2006 Omen. Oh, was he? Oh, okay. okay. So fan service. And that's it. He was in oh, a wow. movie called Gogwin the Savage, in 1980. All right, Gogwin the Savage. Oh, featuring David Carradine as Gogwin. <gasps> oh, nice. Oh, a bad, another bad David Carradine movie. Yeah, Gogwin. Oh we might, I need to add that to my repertoire. Yeah. Is it yeah. on Tubi? I guarantee it's, it's not anywhere. Oh, my God. Oh, okay. no. So it's sort of like the Argento Phantom. You can't yes. find it any fucking where. Yes. We have to Except get on, on a physical media. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Judge me for having a DVD yeah. collection. Sorry. Oh, I'll never judge. I have a DVD collection probably twice the size of yours. Love yeah. you. I just get made fun of all the time. You still buy physical media. No, if you're a collector, I think it's 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 wonderful. It's I just I mean, there was nowhere else to find the yeah. movie that we're going to be talking about. And for about. people like well, that's, Josh yeah, and that's myself, gets frustrating. Tons of behind the scenes stuff and, and making of. Yes. And that to me, that's the that just as important as watching the movie. Agreed. Agreed. You know, when you're when you're a filmmaker, so. 
Agreed. When you're an old fart like me, we just wait for it to come to TV now. <laughs> we finally awesome. got to that point. It's like, oh, is he Top Gun? Yeah, it's great. When's he? Uh, all right, two months from now? All right, fine. We'll wait oh, till two, two months. I'm still guilty of like, oh, you know what I want to watch right now? Oh, let me see. Oh, yeah, we, Lethal Weapon. Is it streaming any? All right, I'll go put in the Blu-ray. <laughs> like, totally it's... guilty of that. Not going to lie. Yes. Yeah. No, but... I'm the same way. Yeah, we've done that too because I also like, you know what? what was this on anything? And you're like... Dad, we have it on Blu-ray. <laughs> yeah. I'm like, I know, I don't, I don't want to get it. There's still something wanna, about yeah. finding something on television when it yeah. just pops up. I agree. You know, I there's, agree. that makes you want to say, yeah, I'm going to sit back and I'm going to enjoy this because part of the experience was it just, they the put it on for me. Yeah. yeah. I was saying this to Jake because we've been watching the Universal Monster movies. And I mean, we love going to theaters. That's like a big tradition, but like. There's something also to seeing the movie on TV. Mm-hmm. Like there, how many like every movie, major movie, Godfather, Pulp Fiction. Like I've seen those all on TV, and I think there's something to seeing it that way too. Yeah, mm. yeah. Especially if you're with people that who have also seen it before, and you can yeah. talk about it. Yeah. You know, because you can't talk in it, which is why Sandra and I don't go to theaters anymore oh. <laughs> because of all the other people. Uh, you gotta have a good theater. We have good theaters here. Yeah. yeah. We, it, well, you know, get me to an art house in Manhattan, you know, to, to, to see a film that. Alamo uh, Draft House. Or, or Alamo Draft House. It, you can actually get yourself kicked it. out by talking, yep. which is great. I can't they, say and enough they good do things about the Alamo Draft same. House. They, they do yeah. specific silence your phones and stuff yep. for yeah. each yes. kind of so movie good. they're doing too, mm-hmm. which is amazing. I wish they would. Do, are, do they have one in Queens yet? No. no, the closest one is in Brooklyn. And I don't want to go to fucking Brooklyn. And yeah, and good luck parking. Fine the financial district one is nice. The, yeah. yeah, right. So and going it's into relatively m- central, but yeah, I agree. We need one in Queens. There's one in Yonkers. Yes, I prayed one. that they would turn the old Archeo Keiths on Northern. Could you imagine? Into oh. I did. I talked. I actually talked to the one connection I had at Alamo. Yeah. Told them about the real estate, and they looked into it, and they they. Because I, I did try to make a documentary about it because it's just so riddled with all kinds of Queen's uh, corruption yeah. and yeah. stuff. And, yeah, that's a whole other story. John Favreau was an usher there. Groucho Marx invented his mustache there when it was a vaudeville theater. It's a, It was a wonderful place, and now it's just going to be another mixed-use it's literally been so. a closed theater for what thirty years. Yes, yeah. and I've been in there. I have I have an album of photos of what it looked like. Um, Which show up, uh, twenty years ago? I've seen those on the yeah. They've shown up on the internet. That, yeah, that they were yours. Yeah, there's some spectacular stuff of like like because it's closed down, so it's not like there there there's anything in there. So so outside of like you know the ceilings falling apart because there's just yeah. no upkeep and stuff like that, the, the the projectors and everything are still intact. Oh my god. Yeah, and it's really some fata- fabulous photography. I know it's yeah. going to be like a mixed use event space. Yeah, kind of thing. the uh, the lobby they, was like, declared a landmark, so they had to. They the challenge that everybody the reason why they're not they hadn't built anything over that in thirty years is every architect comes in or every builder comes in and they run across you know a community board seven, yeah. which says can't do anything to the lobby. So they have to create some kind of protective shell around the lobby right. while they're building on top of it, mm. and a lot of these guys just. You know, in the blue in the blueprinting stage, you're like, "Fuck yeah. this!" Yeah. So now I think that's probably insanely yeah. expensive. Too. Yeah. yeah, it's like the Alamo or up. You know, <laughs> he's slept on Yeah, exactly. Yeah. If you go, built it's, it. if you go past yeah. that section of Northern Boulevard now, it's like the Kaaba in Saudi Arabia. There's a black box mm. around where the lobby yep. is, mm. and as they're clearing the rest of the area away uh, to wow. to build on it. Wow. So sorry, I no, that's interesting. Dragged us onto Northern Boulevard. Oh. <laughs> And we're getting the wrap-up sign from yes. the Yes. Yeah, so let's get off of Northern Boulevard and back, <laughs> back on the Stabby Road. Road. Nicely done. So uh, I think that's our coverage today of The Omen. Yeah, I think we um, did. I think good. the takeaway from it is um, try not to live in denial. Um, try and, not uh, to watch what? Kevin Sorbo films and watch <laughs> Kevin Sorbo films. You if know, you really want to have fun watching the apocalypse, you watch those awful. Left behind left films behind. or the yeah, stuff yeah. done right before Y2K. The Omen is 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 just barely rehearsal for all of that crap. Left, left behind is just just wow. And my mom Cinema. used to read those books oh, religious, really? no pun intended, religiously, religiously. And 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 she's like, well, you know, this is how it's going to happen. And I'm like, oh no, mom, it's not. <laughs> These are a bunch of con artists who knew that they could get your money. 
Yeah. My, my mom was the same way. Uh, oh, well. Anyway, on that, on that happy note. So we're going to leave the omen behind. We're going to leave the omen behind. Next week we are doing... Pet Cemetery. And on behalf of all of us, my name is Rob Graydon. Thank you so much for listening, as always. And my again, my name is Rob Graydon. <laughs> I'm Joe Senna. I'm Sonia Harcourt. And, and thank, thank you, you for taking a trip down with the whatever staff. the place <laughs> The Stabby Road podcast was created by Joe Senna, hosted by Rob Graydon, Sonia Harcourt, and Joe Senna. Recording technicians Josh Graydon and Eric Todd. The Stabby Road podcast is a production of Fourth Castle. All rights reserved. See you next week.